This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, the podcast where we get you all caught up on everything that is North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coughlin. As uh, we've got a lot of sports to talk about, some uh, running down the final stretch here as the uh, playoffs are starting not too far uh, in the future. So uh, we've got a lot of fun um, matches to look forward to as the winter seasons are coming into the last leg of the race. But uh, before we do that, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Give us a shout. Give us a nice little review if you don't mind. Um, subscribe as well and spread the word at all the sporting events you're at. But we're available um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple, um, iTunes, or Android, or Spotify, we're mm-hmm. all there. So uh, always make sure to listen to uh, other episodes of the Varsity Podcast as well, because uh, we've got some good stuff there. Um, if you're feeling a little like you want to listen to football, listen, we've got a lot of football episodes for you to listen to. So um, get on back there and listen to some other episodes as well and spread the word. All right, we're going to get things started in our first, uh, four-quarter formats, where in the first quarter we uh, – recap and preview some wrestling as a new Trier um, earned a conference share of the title while Loyola is winding down its regular season and will compete in the conference uh, championships this weekend. So we talked some wrestling there. In the second quarter, we are joined by new Trier boys basketball co- uh, player, Peter Canellis. In the third quarter, we play way or no way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we are going to uh, talk some basketball as we recap some hoops and preview some hoops. A lot of good stuff happening here. Last few weeks of the um, season, some a lot of juicy matchups coming up, so we'll preview all of that um, in the fourth quarter as well. But why don't we start things off by talking about wrestling. And uh, after uh, New Trier was able to um, come back and defeat Maine South on Tuesday night um, with a 36-33 dual win, um, that ended the season for them at four and one and Maine South ended its season at four and one and GBS ended its season at four and one. So surprise, surprise that three of the teams, um, are going to be co uh, champions of the CSL South, all of them losing, um, against the other. So, um, Joe, a really big win for Nutria just to, um, obviously just because to be able to come back, um, late on a buzzer beater in their final, uh, match of the duel to come back and win 36-33 um, and earn a, co- a, a share of the conference where um, earlier where they started off with the loss to GBS. Um, this kind of shows you just the progression that Nutria has taken this year um, and just how strong this team can actually be um, when it's at full strength. Yeah. Um, tie wrestling match, 33-33. Um, and in the, in the 192 match, I think, or 182, uh, we had a tie at six, six. And, uh, I, well, actually I, I'm, I'm not sure. Cause we weren't there. Uh, we're just kind of reading some recaps. It could have been five, six, but, um, the winner was going, the winner of that match was going to win the team match, you know, win their team, the team match. So Nutrier got the win, uh, on the last second from, from what I, what I read, um, and, and pulled it out and then pulled out the team win. And because of that, got the conference title, uh, or a share of it. Um, you know, when I talked to, Matthew Boyer, who is a senior wrestler for them down in the one, the midweights. Um, he told me that's their goal. You know, they lost to GBS and, and they were, they were wearing that one and carrying that one all year. Um, weren't too pleased about it. And they fought all the way back and 
and got themselves a share. That's a big, big victory yesterday over a, a good um, strong main South wrestling team. So um, back to back league champs. This one isn't a uh, um, last year. It was all theirs. This one, they got a share, but Hey, that's uh, you're still, you're still atop the league and that's a big accomplishment for them. So what a way to go out um, as a, as an editor, uh, I'm a bit uh, embarrassed that we didn't get anybody there to last night's meet. Um, you know, you try to pick your spots uh, with your resources and we blew that one. It happens, but um, pretty cool stuff. And hopefully I get to catch up with them soon. Um, but congrats, kudos to Nutria Wrestling. Yes, what they've been able to do since that uh, GBS loss. I mean, I think uh, we were kind of surprised by that loss. I mean, we obviously knew GBS was going to be a good team, hence why they're co-champions of the TSL South. But um, we thought that Maine South was going, or Nutria was going to uh, um, maybe take a control of that division. And um, they clearly did that. I think it was just maybe one, um, one bad day. Um, but I do think that uh, Nutria has shown and been able to uh, really take control of the division and kind of put things together where um, now, right now, I think week seven is the latest updates for um, the Illinois Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association. But uh, Nutria is an honorable mention as a team in 3A. Um, you also have GBS, who is also um, an honorable mention um, in 3A. So um, both of those teams are getting, um, you know, are – getting recognition for what they're able to do as a team. They also have a lot of individual rankings as well. But um, I think this new cheer team has kind of showed us that um, they do have the talent and um, just based on not even on Tuesday night, but just what they've been able to do at tournaments and um, the way they've competed. I think new cheer has shown that um, they can compete with the best of them um, when given the chance. Yeah, I think so too. I think, you know, it's a strong team and it's well-rounded. Um, by the way, that, that winning pin was, um, was, or not pin, um, winning match. It was Tyler Jackson, I believe, um, who, who was the one who got it. So pretty cool stuff. Um, but yeah, their, their quality and, and we knew GBS was that score is what threw us off. You know, if GBS pulled out a close win. I don't know if we would have been surprised, but I think they won by about 13. So about three matches, um, they were up on Nutria, which was very surprising when you look at them on paper. Um, I think Nutria has has more depth and maybe more talent across, but maybe GBS is equal to a better team wrestling. So um, uh, on the mats, uh, it's pretty cool. And so we'll see some of that at conference, although um, it's not exactly the same. You don't get 13 matches against the same program, um, but we'll see them line up, I think, in probably a few weight classes again. And then we're going to get into uh, the, the postseason and they'll probably be there again. So um, a lot of fun stuff still coming up with this wrestling season, but I think both teams and Maine South, of course, uh, prove that uh, they're right up there with the rest, um, at least in this area. I don't know if they have a team that can get far. You know, um, we talked about this before. Team wrestling is very difficult for kind of the elites, um, especially in three-way, you know, the Mount Carmels this year, the Marmions, um, things like that. So, um, but still, um, we should have some guys get to state, and it'll be a, a fun and exciting postseason yeah i think it'll be a lot of fun i mean um on saturday they'll head over and uh compete at a vernon hills uh tournament and then um they'll have uh, a lane tech matchup um next thursday but we're really heading down to the final stretch here now where um you got regional and sectional action coming up so uh heading into the final stretch and uh based on what we've heard from coaches just everything at this point is just trying to stay healthy and make sure all your wrestlers are able to compete when uh, the postseason starts so um, should be really interesting there. Nate, curious to see what a Nutria will be able to do. But um, let's move on over and talk some Loyola wrestling as well. 
um, where the Ramblers um, will be competing um, this weekend at Mount Carmel at its uh, CCL meet. And uh, um, it should be a really interesting meet because as a team, Mount Carmel is number one in 3A. Um, you have Marmion number four. Um, I know that I think they're in the SEC. Um, Marist is number five overall in 3A. So um, a lot of tough competition that the Ramblers will see. Um, and Loyola, like we've talked about before, has a lot of great individual talent that should be competing for a state championship. But I do think this conference meet should be really interesting as um, you're going to see the probably some of the best wrestlers in the state. So for a lot of Loyola wrestlers, especially their top wrestlers, this is probably one final great opportunity um, before regionals and sectionals start um, to really get yourself ready for what it's going to be like um, if you're planning on winning a state championship. I mean, yeah, and it's going to be a gauntlet. Um, you know, I, the that league meet is going to just be, you know, insanely difficult for, for the individuals. And, I, you know, um, Loyola's, even if they don't have a lot of placers, I think they could still wrestle well. That's how good it is. And you might not even see their name. So a lot of talent in that uh, meet. Um, and it'll be good. It'll be fun. Um, but it is all about the end of the season. I, I do still think um, Loyola will be able to push some guys across, but it's going to be difficult. A lot of the teams that are in Loyola's league meet won't be in their sectional because obviously the Catholic league and the and Catholic leagues, plural, um, kind of are spread across the Chicagoland. So um, they'll be in different sectionals, but to your point, uh, they'll be good wrestling. So, so they'll, be, they'll be able to, you know, get themselves ready for that regional. It should be a lot of fun to see what they'll be, be able to do. So we're curious to see about that as we head down the final stretch here as uh, wrestling playoffs start at the beginning of February. And we are uh, um, already on the 19th of January, which uh, usually January kind of drags on for me, but I feel like this one's kind of flying by. So uh, um, good thing things are moving pretty quickly here in the winter as we head down the final stretch. But why don't we move on over to the second quarter of the podcast where we are joined by Nutra boys basketball player, Peter Canales. Um, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with Peter. So what are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, I caught up with um, the new Trier boys on, uh, on Saturday in a, in a fun, oh, I'm sorry, Monday in a fun shootout um, against uh, a win over Bolingbrook. Um, and I talked to Peter just, he's their point guard uh, understated. He doesn't get a lot of ink because of the superstars on that team, but he is really the engine for them. Um, so we talked about uh uh, what he can do, um, what makes him effective as their point guard, what's his strategies, and against that pressure of Bolingbrook, how were they successful? All right, let's take a listen. Um, good win. Congratulations. Uh, so we'll start at the beginning. They brought pressure right off the bat. You guys knew that was coming? Yeah. So what was it, What was your strategy? Like you, you know, you're at the point for that break, so what did you know going into it and, and how to work? I mean, yeah, we scouted them. We knew that they were going to bring pressure. And it's kind of just on me along with – the whole team to break the pressure, get us into our offense, and play our game. Our goal going in was to slow, slow the pace down, and, like, dictate how the game went. And I think we did a pretty good job of that. Yeah. What do you do to create space? Because obviously, I, mean, I can tell you, you're quick. Um, you're able to control the ball and keep them away. But you know, they they they're attacking you out there. So, what do you what do you do? Um, I mean, I just kind of use my quickness, like try to beat them. Yeah, like don't play around with the ball at all. Just beat them, get it, get us into our spots, and get us get us into the offense, basically. Why does this offense work when it's flowing? What what makes it so dynamic? I think especially against these types of teams that get up in pressure, it's a lot of back cuts. 
like they, they're going for steals and we make them pay and get easy points. That kind of, kind of, yeah. You kind of led into my next question. Was asked about the back cuts. Was that something specific to tonight, or did you see it in game? Um, yeah, we knew coming in that we were going to look for that, and we kind of do that every game, but especially we knew Bolingbroke was going to pressure us, and we knew it was high chance of success there, so we we put importance on that. Every offense goes through, you know, some highs and lows, but when this, this offense is humming, it just, how does it feel out there? It feels great, you know, <laughs> especially me getting to pass, like, I, I obviously pass the ball, distribute a lot, and there's no better feeling than getting someone else a good shot in a bucket. And I play with some really talented guys, so it's fun. And you don't shoot that much. I do not. Is that at all make it into your mind, you think about it? No, that's kind of how I've always been. I like passing more than I like shooting. It's kind of weird, but. <laughs> passing in, beating guys off the drill. Yeah, of course. <laughs> OK, so right now, a little over midway point, you got some tough games coming up. How's this team feeling? Are you, you feel like you're in a good spot? I mean, yeah, we feel great. We have, we know that the next week or two is probably the toughest part of our schedule this year. And really, well, of course we want to win, but it's more about preparing for playoffs and being ready to win those games when March comes. What do you have to do to get to that level, to get to the, the, the peak of Nutria basketball this year? Just get better at what we do. Get better. I mean, our chemistry is already one of our strongest assets as a team, and I think to keep continuing to develop that and then just just improving in every way, I guess, especially defensively. We've always put importance on that, and if we play good defense, we can beat anyone. Thanks so much, Peter, for joining us, and thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight and knowledge, but uh, let's see how much knowledge we have here as we move on over to the third quarter and play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue or agree on whether uh, that proposition is true, way or no way. So why don't we start things off here and we'll stick with, uh, stay with the wrestling here in the first question. Uh, way or no way, it's hard to tell how good this new cheer team wrestling is. R wrestling team is just based on everything that's happened this season with uh, COVID and not having full teams and that kind of stuff. Um, way or no way, it's hard to figure out how good this team is. Yeah, I think that probably goes for a lot of teams. I think the most confusing thing is actually, though, when they have their full rosters against GBS and they lost by 13 against Maine South and they win at the buzzer. So kind of like both sides of a coin, who, who are you really? Uh, if that's your team, are you a step behind GBS? But GBS also lost Maine South. So <laughs> it kind of went in a circle. They just beat each other up. Um, and maybe that's just the way the lineups go. You know, that can happen in wrestling. Um, where, you know, maybe Maine South lines up better against GBS than it does against Nutrier and vice versa. Um, so it, it is a bit hard to tell um, with the team, but I'm not confused about some of their talent. I think uh, we're, we're going to have some state qualifiers here, no doubt, um, if they stay healthy. Um, so I guess the answer to that one, that's a tricky one, would be way it's tough to evaluate a team in a, in a year like this. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think, way it is hard to tell uh, just how good this team is. That, that isn't to say that I don't think this team is talented and obviously deserves a, a co-division championship. But um, I think for many teams, not just in wrestling and all of sports, it's hard to tell how good they are because we don't know how – I mean, you haven't had that opportunity to play together or compete together at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I think, way it's hard to tell 
um, exactly how good this team is, which is why I would not be surprised at all if they're able to make some noise in the postseason and get a lot of wrestlers um, competing deep in the tournament uh, championships. But all right, let's move on over to the second question now. Nutria Boys basketball defeated uh, Bolingbrook on Monday. They play Niles West on Wednesday and then, or Friday, I think. Uh, then they have, or they have GBN and they have a uh, Yorkville Christian. So where no way, Joe, that Nutria Boys basketball can go undefeated this week. I think way. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. They got Niles West tonight. Um, I think they win that. I think they beat GBN and I think they, they beat Yorkville Christian, even, you know, Yorkville Christian with, with the Duke the Duke uh, commit, um, Jaden shot. Um, otherwise though, I think, I think Yorkville Christian is beatable. I know that they have Jaden, but, um, they're a beatable team they've shown. So, and Nutrier just watching them again, you know, I've seen them throughout the year, but i um, seeing them on Monday really just dismantle a, a very good, um, Bolingbrook team. I think they're, they're pretty close to playing their best ball. They're, they're fluid. They know who they are. Um, man, if they're not the best shooting team, in the state, it might be, you know, them or GBS, but they shoot lights out. Um, and if they don't, they can also move the ball around really well. So um, I, I think they're just playing really good basketball. That's not to say there could be a, um, a bad game in there, but uh, I don't think this week. Yeah, I think I'll go way there. I think uh, they should be able to take care of them against Niles West and GBN. And um, if they're able to knock down shut, I think uh, they will be uh, able to beat down uh, Yorkville Christian, um, they just, they just, they're just on the tear right now. And it shows that the, how talented this, this, talented this team is. Um, and it'll set up a big week off before they take off GBS on next Friday night. All right, let's move on over to our next question. Um, way or no way, Joe, Loyola Girls Basketball finishes the season without a loss um, with the remaining games. Ooh, I got to take a look more deeply at their schedule, but um... They've got Moline, Chicago Hope Academy, and Prospect um, listed there. So, are those are only three games for the postseason. I think, based on uh, looking at uh, Max Sports, let me see what the actual website says. Yeah, so I, I don't want to. Um, I like this team a lot, and uh, they, you know they continue to impress me with what they're able to do, um, just week in and week out, and just kind of very efficiently taking care of business um, and we thought that we've, we've said it a hundred times because of how um, all, you know all the stars they lost that we'd have some lulls here and of course they're always a good team under under Schoenecker and company um, but we thought they might run into some trouble um, here or there and they haven't uh, they've really taken advantage they beat a good Lincoln Way West team this past weekend um, they got St. Ignatius Friday. Um, yeah, I'm looking. Oh, that, they'll, they'll play in their conference tournament. Right. Is what they have coming up. So if they get in early February, um, who knows what they'll match up and how the season fall because it's a pretty good tournament. Um, um, their two losses are in conference, right? Am I, I remembering that right? To, no, that Whitney Young and Montini. Right, yeah. So if they run into Montini, um, it's possible. I think, you know, Macaulay is a good team too. And, and Fenwick, although I think they're better, but it, it, it could happen. I, I think, I think they'll drop one more. So I will say no way as much as I like this team, I think they drop one more before the playoffs. Yeah, I do think um, 
just for the amount of games you play, you could just have an off night and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think I'll go with you um, and agree. Uh, no way. I don't think they'll finish the season without losing a game. Um, I think that this team is very talented and it's a long postseason run ahead of itself. But I just think a, a bump in the road is going to happen somewhere. And it doesn't really discredit anything because when you play so many games as much as basketball teams do, um, one loss doesn't really determine a whole season or anything like that. So, um, no way. I don't think they'll finish the season um, without a loss. All right. Loyola Academy boys basketball fell to uh, Evanston on Monday. Joe, way or no way this boys basketball team has what it takes to win a regional? A regional? Yes. Again, this is another one where I don't have their um, sectional pairings. Uh, I guess pairings is not the right word. Um, assignments in front of me. Um, but I think they'll have what it takes. It's, you know, they're, they're 14 and five or 15 and five right now. Um, that'll get them a top five seed, if not top four, I believe in their, in their, in their sectional. Um, so I think, yeah, I think they have what it takes. They'll be the favorite, um, it, you know, whatever that regional championship is, because it's going to be pretty close within those probably three to seven seeds. They're all going to be pretty good teams. Um, they'll, they'll take on one of those, um, in the, in the sectional. I don't think the seeds are out. Sorry, I'm checking right now. Yeah, they're not out yet. That's early. Um, but I think they have what it takes. Sure. Um, like I said, I think they will be a top five seed and, and they'll, they'll be a favorite or close to it. And I'm looking at it right now. Sorry. It took me a second. Uh, GBS they're with Nutrier. Those will be two of the top seeds. I'm looking at the rest. Will those be the top two? Yeah, I think so. They'll probably be behind Evanston, um, and be right there with Maine South and GBN. Oh, Rolling Meadows is in that, that one too. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think that's regional championship bout that they're in. Hopefully, and I think they'll, they'll win their first game uh, will be a really good one. Yeah, I think I'll go away. I think this team can still win a regional championship, not to discredit anything they've been able to do. I don't know how far they can go when it comes to a sectional matchup, um, especially since they've lost to uh, um, uh, Evanston, the way that they have lost, obviously we don't know if they had a full team or anything, but which is a caveat you have to do every day now because you don't know whether a team's fully competing or not. But um, way I do think that they have a chance to win a regional, um, but I do think that that is uh, um, as far as uh, they'll be able to go. Um, all right, final question. New Trier girls basketball loses another heartbreaker in a close matchup. Uh, way or no way, Joe, is this New Trier girls basketball team cursed? <laughs> Yes. It's crazy. Um, you know, they started off the season on the COVID reserve, if we can call it that. Um, <clears throat> like it affected them like it did every other team, but that kind of got them off to a, a kooky start. You know, they missed, they missed their holiday tournaments um, and one they hosted. So kind of a, a real bummer, um, the grow the game tournament and then the Dundee crown. And uh, since They've just lost these heartbreakers and they've been in every one of them. Um, they, I mean, they've also lost, you know, bigger games to teams like Hersey, but uh, close to Ignatius, close to GBS, close to Maine South, um, double overtime loss to Rolling Meadows, I believe. Um, it's crazy. Um, so, and they lost to St. Ignatius this week by one. So I don't know what they can do to get out of it. It tells me that they're going to be a lot better than their seed um, once they get to the postseason, but that doesn't help much if you got to play a really good team right off the bat because you're an eight seed with, you know, 10 losses within five points, that's going to stink for them. Right. Um, 
looks like, yeah, you know, their sectionals um, also hosted by GBS. So you got GBS North's having a nice year. You got Maine South in there who might be the Maine South and Loyal Academy might be the top two teams in there. You got Evanston. So it's a good, um, it's a good sectional up at the top. So um, I'd say, yes, they are absolutely cursed. Way they're cursed, of course they are cursed. This is a curse. I don't know what a curse is. Um, I think this team is a talented team, and they've, uh, like you said, they've battled some COVID issues, like a lot of teams have, and that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I, think, I do think that this team is cursed. I believe in curses, and there's not really much else to say about the curse. Um, all right, let's go back over now to the fourth quarter, where we've got some hoops to talk about, some more hoops to talk about, as we uh, mentioned a little bit of hoops in the third quarter. Um, why don't we start things off with the Ramblers of the girls basketball team? Um, we talked about them. Um, a really strong team, Joe, the team that we've been high on ever since they've just been able to um, really dominate their opponents for much of the year. Um, and they've got some, uh, um, they got a matchup against St. Ignatius on Friday at UIC for the Jesuit Cup. The boys will play um, after them at the UIC Pavilion as well. Now on Saturday, they travel to Moline. There's a varsity reserve game against New Trier on Monday. Um, and then next uh, Wednesday, they play Chicago Hope Academy and then prospect the Saturday after that. But I don't know. This team just seems like it's talented. It's figured out what it needs to do. It's two losses are to two very good teams. I think Whitney Young maybe um, not as good as they usually are, but I do think that they're still a very good team. So um, I do think that the final few stretches here for the girls' basketball team is just basically um, – you're going to hear me say this a lot over the next couple of weeks, but just stay healthy and make sure you have your full roster in order to compete in these championships. Cause I think this team can win the GCAC. I mean, they can um, take on Fenwick and Montini um, just like they did earlier in the season. They can win a, a regional. I would not be surprised to see them win a sectional and advance to the super sectional. So um, for this Loyola team, it just basically seems like stay healthy, make sure you can avoid any sort of COVID protocols because this team has the talent um, and we were worried about the experience, but it seems like they have the experience to compete in these big games. Yeah. You know, they have, they have their two senior uh, returners in Giordano who was a transfer last year and Morgan Van Horn, who got, who got some tick last year as well. And they've been stalwarts for them while a couple others have uh, really materialized into going to be stars like Paige Angles And um, I think Kelsey stands for me. Um, they're going to be, those two players are going to be good. And Giordano has been just every bit of a leader that we, that we hope she could be that Schoenecker had to imagine and, and hope for, because I don't know how else to say it without just repeating myself over and over. They lost five starters who are playing college basketball right now. And you go to five brand new. Now Giordano was in and out of the lineup in the transfer last year, but you go to basically a brand new rotation and I, you know, you, you get, Coach Schoenecker in an honest moment, I, if, if you were to tell him they're, are they 18 and two or, or something like that, I think he would um, kind of laugh and say, well, we have to figure things out. What a blessing it is to, as you're figuring things out in the right rotations, the right lineups, who's, who fits where with all these new, you know, varsity balls, completely different. So you got to figure things out that you're collecting victories along the way. Um, that's, uh, that's very impressive for them. So um, I do think that they're going to be, you know, it'll be a fun tournament, um, but, you know, the, they want to win the GCAC. They want to win um, the Jesuit Cup, of course, um, but it's about the postseason, and I'm sure this team, with those just two losses, aspirations of a super sectional, aspirations of state, um, and they're going to, you know, going to 
be able to prove it now. Their super sectional would be against Stevenson. So uh, that would be um, quite a tall task. Um, but uh, their sectionals winnable. I mean, it's them in Maine South. Um, I don't think I'm missing anybody here. York's in there too and Evanston. Um, so it's good, but you know, they're right up there. So they, they have sectional aspirations and maybe even farther. And I think it's, it's within their grasp. Do you feel like this team is the best team in conference? I mean, I know obviously Montini will presumably uh, finish as conference champions of the uh, GCAC uh, red division, just because uh, they'll likely finish the season five and no Loyola finishes are uh, will compete um, against St. Ignatius this weekend, but their lone loss is going to be um, against most likely Montini. Montini currently at 15 and six, Loyola at 20 to two. I think, I, I, I mean, I know this is why you play the games, but I do feel like Loyola is probably still the best team in that division. And you just had an off day maybe for the Ramblers, or maybe I'm looking too much into it and just, it should be like, they faced the top team. They lost to Montini and they're probably the second best team in that division. I mean, I really do think it's that close. I think they're very comparable teams. Montini's, you know, got uh, the pedigree um, and they had a down year last year and they're back, you know, before then they won the conference for how many straight seasons? Um, a lot. Um, and, and now they're back um, in the saddle. So uh, if I'm saying they're that close and Montini beat them, I guess you have to give the edge to Montini, but I really think it's, you know, they play a hundred games. We're looking at a pretty non-significant difference between the games they won, you know, close to 50-50. I think they're that, that close of, of teams here. So it'll be really interesting to see as we head into the final weeks here of the season. Um, let's move over to Nutria Girls Basketball, where um, joking aside, they're a very cursed team. But other than that, I mean, um, I feel like this team has shown that it can win games but it also has fallen in some close games and I feel like it's really hard to figure out this Loyola or this new cheer girls basketball team just because um I mean I feel like this team hasn't been able to gel together just because of COVID and everything like that they haven't been able to practice together um as much as other teams have been able to they haven't been able to compete as much as um other teams have been able to and that I mean that catches up to you and you're not really you don't really have a good chance of um growing as a unit if you don't and winning close games when you don't even uh, have the experience of competing in that close games together with that said unit. So um, they have GBN on uh, Friday, then they'll play Evanston GBS um, and then a Wisconsin team and then Evanston again. So they've got a pretty tough schedule going on here. And I feel like um, we'll learn a lot about this new chair girls basketball team. Um, and maybe they'll learn more a little bit themselves as they uh, try to stay healthy. Maybe these are the critical games that will help, um, at this point, maybe they'll be able to do a little Cinderella run um, just based on their record right now and where their probable seating will be. Yeah, this, this is this is a tough stretch. And this is where you're going to figure out um, if you're a team who's going to pull it together after those close losses and be a force that no one wants to play in the postseason. Or if, you know, that's just your record is who you are, um, that you're a 500, maybe a couple games above team. Um, and you know, you, you, you compete, but you're not where, um, you're not at the, at the caliber that maybe you are in a lot of years for Nutrier that is, and, and that's okay, but who are you? And, and we'll find that out against GBN, Evanston, GBS, Evanston, again, Libertyville, they're finishing up this season. They can pick up some big wins here. Um, then we're talking about a different team. That's really getting some momentum going in the postseason where they're probably going to pull like a six seed. Um, so if, 
if they can do that, then we're going to like their chances. If they can't, um, you know, they're going to fall further in the seating and it's, it's very difficult to, to rise up the further you go down. So I, I think it is a very important stretch. I'm sure that um, they're gearing up for it and trying to figure it out. I, I do think they've got talent on that team. Um, and, but those Christmas tournaments, I'm telling you, I really, I, I, we talked about it a few weeks ago, how much I like these Christmas tournaments playing against different teams, seeing different styles, uh, really kind of finding yourself and who you are and gaining some momentum right before a break, then taking a nice break and coming back. I, I, I feel like that's a great setup for basketball and it, it really helps a lot of uh, student athletes and teams figure things out. Nutria didn't get that. So they're working on the fly without a lot of practice in between. Um, so we'll see who they are right here in this, three, two weeks. And I, I think I'd like to see them pull off a couple wins, bounce back against GBS. I think they, they're capable of beating Evanston. What if they beat them twice? It'll be, it'll be good for their momentum if they do. All right. We'll see how they're able to uh, move forward here down the tough stretch. And speaking of tough stretches, that is what the Loyola Academy boys basketball team is in right now. They played Evanston on Monday and lost. They got St. Ignatius on Friday. They had Leo on Tuesday. They got DePaul College Prep, GBS, Brother Rice, St. Rita, Mount Carmel, Fenwick um, as their next few games there before ending the season against St. Lawrence and Steinmetz. Um, this is a really tough stretch for Loyola right now, and I think uh, this will really show how tough and what they've learned from this season where um, I know St. Ignatius hasn't lived up to its billing uh, that much this year, but it's still a very talented team. DePaul is a very good team. GBS, obviously, Brother Rice, St. Rita, Mount Carmel are the classes of the Chicago Catholic League. So um, this Ramblers team, as we kind of talked about last week, is really heading into a tough stretch here. And um, we're going to learn a lot and maybe we'll even get some seating questions there just based on how they're able to compete over the next couple weeks. Yeah, this is, uh, ouch. I mean, you're running, you're running through it right now. Um, and a lot of teams set things up that way. So they're, so they're kind of battle tested by the postseason. Um, and, and this is going to be it for Loyola. And now they're, like I said, 15 and five, um, but not many big time wins against, against, you know, top 20 teams, top, I should say top 10 teams because they haven't played too many, but they're going to now. So where do they stack up? We're really going to see, these are all litmus tests. Um, you know, if, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I really like this Loyola team and just kind of the grit they have. And I feel like they can really form into, uh, into a formidable team by the postseason. Um, again, one of those teams you don't want to play because of their defensive effort and their shooting. But, um, you know, they're small and they're about to face some big boys at, you know, St. Rita and um, Brother Rice and Carmel are very good and Marist and GBS, we know they're, they're a top five team, um, if not top three. So they're going to take their lumps here. I really think they're going to. It just matters how they come out of it. Yeah, I think that it's definitely determining you're not going to go undefeated on that. You're hoping to get 500 in that stretch. I think that would be a very good thing if you go 500 in that stretch. But um, I do think Loyola can learn a lot from that um, tough stretch, and that'll help them in the playoffs. I mean, that'll help them, like we talked about earlier, whether they can win their regional um, and be a top five seed in that sectional. So um, a lot of big matchups coming up for the Ramblers as they head into the final stretch and um, really heading into it very um, with a tough schedule. And let's finish off our podcast today with some new cheer boys basketball talk. Um, we mentioned a little bit earlier, um, we're both planning on them going undefeated this season. 
or on the feed of this week, I should say. Um, and then they've got uh, they've got um, GBS on the next Friday with Rolling Meadows. That should be a really interesting weekend. I think that GBS uh, game is going to be. Um, I mean, just based on looking at the schedule, um, you figure Yorkville Christian, GBS, and Rolling Meadows are your most important games because then you have Chicago University, Niles West, um, and a Wisconsin team, Maine East. Um, but I do think that GBS game will be um, highlighted, triple marked, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I think that GBS game is going to be a game that Nutri wants to come back into and um, show, hey, we were depleted when you played us the first time. We're a really good team. We know you're a good team. And um, let's try to get a code CSL uh, championship in there. And then they got Rolling Meadows the next day, which is a very good team as well. So um, a lot of uh, maybe for the next week, we'll uh, see uh, just how good this Nutri team is. I feel like They've been battle tested at this point, playing Simeon and then finishing third place in Pontiac. Um, the way they have won games this week, uh, this year, but I do feel like uh, GBS, Rolling Meadows, and Yorkville Christian—that's a pretty critical three-game stretch there. Yeah, and then they got Evanston um, in about a week or two. I think maybe two weeks. They play them at the uh, um, at Northwestern. Always a fun rivalry game, and, and one that they want. And you know, I would argue this year they might want the GBS win even more um, just because of that loss and how GBS really handled them. Um, even, you know, they were without Canelos, their point guard, and they were without um, his younger brother, their backup point guard, as well as their coach and um, their star Jackson Monroe, their, their big man, uh, missed practice all week, just started, just got back into the action the day before. So um, outside of that, GBS handled them. And that's even with those guys, you can't say GBS would have lost that game because they looked, man, that was close to a, the most perfect game I've seen this year. They look great. And they've continued to look great all season. Now, Nutria's right there. They, they took Simeon to overtime. They had Simeon by 15. Um, they, they just beat Bolingbrook, a very good team, by, by 30. <laughs> um, so Nutria's where they want to be. And I'm telling you, I think they're just itching for this game now. Hopefully they don't look ahead because they've got um, GBN and Yorkville Christian this weekend, which will be good stuff, but it's really a precursor to the um, GBS matchup fiasco. That's kind of a big triple circle down the calendar for them. And I, uh, I'm pumped for that one. Yeah, those should definitely be very good games and uh, uh, should be a lot of fun to see how they're able to do. But before you meant get the, to those uh, games, you got to, uh, beat Niles West and GBN before you look at Yorkville Christian and G, uh, GBS and uh, all the other teams that we talked about. But it should be an interesting final stretch for all our area teams, especially not just basketball, but for wrestling, girls, gymnastics, boys swimming and diving, um, bowling as well. All the winter sports are heading into the final stretch. And make sure you are following the record northshore.org for all your latest updates. Um, they've got you covered for everything, all your North Shore uh, sports needs. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening to uh, this episode of the Varsity Podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere they're available, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Android, wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't know if LimeWire is still around. If you want to do that, go for it. <laughs> um, but uh, we are everywhere you are wanting to uh, listening, listen to podcasts. Just for record, I'm not recommending you use LimeWire. That was a joke. Um, but uh, we uh, are grateful for all the subscribers. Make sure you check out old episodes as well. We appreciate each and every uh, listener and every listen that you guys provide each and every week for, you, for us. Make sure you catch up with my stuff at Friday Night Drive. We got some football coverage. Some uh, local talents uh, around the state are getting some offers as uh, 
more colleges are putting in their offers for juniors class of 2023 and finishing up their class of 2022 recruits as well. So make sure you're giving me a follow there. And like I said earlier, make sure you're following Joe and the record North Shore, not only for your sports coverage, but for everything uh, related to the North Shore scene. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.